This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Well, hello and welcome to the show. I'm Sterling Fox. In just a few moments, John Carlson and David Mader will join us with a fresh Vancouver market real estate update and more on the 1% Realty story. But first, here are some of the top consumer stories we're following this week. And we begin with another good one. Canada's labor market posted its ninth straight month of job gains in August to give the economy its longest monthly growth streak since before the financial crisis nine years ago. Ago. StatsCan says last month's increase of 22,000 jobs also helped push the unemployment rate down from 6.3% in July to a nine-year low of 6.2%. But Friday's data showed the August growth was fueled by over 110,000 part-time jobs despite losing 88,000 full-time positions, with most of the decline in full-time work concentrated among young Canadians aged 15 to 24. The August numbers also showed a decline of over 10,000 paid employee positions, while the number of people who described themselves as self-employed, including unpaid workers in family businesses, increased by over 32,000. And looking at the bigger picture, the labor market expanded 2.1% compared to a year earlier, yet another sign the economy continues to have momentum after a stronger-than-expected start this year. That, of course, has also prompted two interest rate hikes by the Bank of Canada. The latest rate increase came earlier this week on Wednesday after a report showed Canadian economic growth expanded at an annual pace of 4.5% from April to June. By region, by the way, Ontario posted the only notable gain among provinces while employment declined in Nova Scotia. The headline job numbers were little changed in other provinces, including our own. The agency also said wages grew 1.8% last month compared to a year earlier for the biggest increase since last October. Well, it didn't take long. Canada's five big banks all raised their interest rates Thursday following that Bank of Canada hike the day before. The move could prove to be a major windfall for banks even as consumers face higher borrowing costs. BMO, CIBC, RBC, TD, and Scotiabank all announced they're raising their prime lending rate to 3.2% from 2.95%, increasing rates by the same 0.25 percentage points as the Bank of Canada. Borrowers who have variable rate loans, including mortgages, will feel the impact immediately with more of their payments going to cover interest. The average increase on a half million dollar mortgage is said to be in the area of 70 bucks a month. And in the longer term, those looking to get fixed rate loans will face higher interest rates at the banks. The expectation is the Bank of Canada will continue to increase interest rates as our economy heats up and lenders will continue to pass on the full cost of those hikes to us consumers. They never do waste much time, do they? And here's a story that shouldn't surprise at all. The crisis afflicting much of the retail industry has spared dollar stores here in Canada, where industry leader Dollarama keeps opening new locations and improving profit margins. Canada's largest dollar store chain posted earnings this week that topped analysts' estimates last quarter and raised its forecast for the year. While the Montreal-based 
company added 17 new locations. Part of the boost came from a 6% increase in comparable store sales. Dollarama is growing faster than U.S. dollar store chains, helped by a Canadian market that's less saturated than its southern neighbor, and a long-standing policy to stay away from fresh food. The success of new items priced from $3.50 to 4 bucks, boost uh, productivity, and penny-pinching approach to business has emboldened Dollarama to ramp up its expansion plans earlier this year. The chain, by the way, is also accepting credit cards now in all stores after trials that started more than five years ago, a testament to how the company proceeds with important decisions. The new payment method helps to explain a 5.9% increase in the average transaction size quarter to quarter. Credit monitoring company Equifax has been hit by a high-tech heist that exposed the social security numbers and other sensitive information of about 143 million Americans. And the company said in a statement this week, the breach also involved limited personal information for certain British and Canadian residents. Equifax will work with both the UK and Canadian regulators to determine appropriate next steps. Now the unwitting victims have to worry about the threat of having their identities stolen. Equifax is one of three major U.S. credit bureaus and said Thursday that criminals exploited a U.S. website application to access files between mid-May and July of this year. Equifax said its core credit reporting databases don't appear to have been breached. However, the theft obtained consumers' names, social security numbers, birth dates, dates rather, addresses, and in some cases, driver's license numbers. On a scale of 1 to 10, this is a 10 in terms of potential identity theft, said a security analyst. Credit bureaus keep so much data about us that affects almost everything we do. The company has set up a website where people with a U.S. social security number can check in to see if their personal information may have been stolen. Uh, nothing yet regarding possibilities on the Canadian side of the equation. Equifax will keep us posted and we'll pass it along. A new survey by the Canadian Payroll Association suggests nearly half of workers in this country are living paycheck to paycheck due to soaring spending and debt levels. The poll found 47% of respondents said it would be difficult to meet their financial obligations if a paycheck was delayed by even one single week. The survey, which polled over 4,700 Canadian employees this summer, also found that 35% say they feel overwhelmed by their level of debt. And for the first time in the survey's nine-year history, more respondents found mortgages on principal residents the most difficult debt to pay down, with 32% of respondents selecting this option compared to 23% who said credit card debt is their big concern. Those are some of the stories we're following this week. We'll have a few more for you later on, and we also have a steel report on tap. Up next, David Mater and John Carlson will return with another Metro Vancouver Market real estate update and lots more on the 1% Realty Story. Stay with us. This is Vancouver Consumer on News Talk 980 CKNW. And welcome back to Vancouver Consumer this cloudy Saturday afternoon. I'm Sterling Fox, joined in studio by John Carlson, Personal Real Estate Corporation, and David Mater, Personal Real Estate Corporation, from 1% Realty. Guys, welcome back. Good to see you. Hi, Sterling. 
Hey, Sterling. At uh, 1%, the 1% realty part we get, the Personal Real Estate Corporation, we have to do at least once an hour, John, because that's the rule, isn't it? Well, yes. Dave and I operate as personal real estate corporations. We're incorporated, so we need to present ourselves that way. Okay, done. Now, how's biz, guys? We uh, we talked, David, last time you were in here. We took a big, uh, big picture look across the country and saw things like, well, City of Montreal, pretty much on fire in the real estate business these days. Toronto, not so much, pretty quiet. Mm-hmm. Calgary, on the rebound. How's Vancouver? Well, the numbers from the board have come back uh, for August, and uh, it's actually been a very, very busy month. Uh, John and I have found this out uh, this past month. Um, we we each took turns uh, heading away on holidays. That's right. We've done a show each uh, with a solo, uh, two of you. That, yeah, that's right. right. But while one of us was away, the other guy was running around crazy. Yes. Um, so uh, August has actually been a very, very good month for the real estate board of Greater Vancouver and the surrounding areas. Um, the uh, sales were somewhere on 20% above the August average. Okay. Um, um, way over what it was in August of 2016, uh, and uh, even up from July of 2017, even up from last uh, well, this past July, okay. which is unusual because August is typically a slower month, but... Hey, uh, I guess there's a lot of demand, and that's that's a good news for uh, consumers, sellers, and such. Um, there's not a lot of uh, listings currently to choose from, uh-huh. so if someone's out there and they're thinking about selling, it's a still remains a fantastic time to sell your property. And John, that's what it's all about in the real estate business, isn't it? Supply and demand. That's a big part of it, yes. Yeah. And the ratios in the last few years in Greater Vancouver have really favored sellers because the demand has been quite strong. And uh, as Dave mentioned, we had a busy August. Statistically, uh, in uh, Fraser Valley in Greater Vancouver, it was a busy month in August. And to me, that says that uh, there's still demand. The inventory is relatively light. So if people have been maybe waiting until summer's over to put their house on the market, I would suggest it's not a bad time. Right now, there's a lot of demand and the supply is not as strong as uh, a lot of buyers would like to see. We've talked about this in the past in terms of the seasonal nature of the real estate business. And you fellows have pointed out that spring is typically the peak of real estate activity in any given year. Is fall the second most active part of the year? Yeah. yeah yes, it is. Uh, typically. So usually spring market, like you said, uh, tends to be the busiest time. You get the most buyers, the most sellers coming out of the woodwork. Um, usually the market takes a bit of a breather in the summertime and then really speeds up again into the fall. And right. that's what we anticipate seeing again uh, this fall, especially after such a busy August. We expect that there's a lot of pent up demand in the market still. So going into September, uh, October, really up until November, um, the market remains pretty busy every year. Uh, We'll see what happens this year, but we anticipate that. Yeah, and John, Vancouver is such a different market from all of those other cities that we mentioned a few moments ago in that there's such a finite uh, limit in terms of space and where you can put houses and other accommodations. So the demand is always high. The supply is, it seems, perpetually low. And of course, that would be slanted in the favor of those who have properties to sell. Yes, and that's been the trend, uh, as most people are aware, uh, over the last few years. Yeah. And part of the reason that the supply side is is a little bit light is because properties are selling quickly. Yeah, I mean, Dave and I, we can talk about this uh, at some point, but uh, the listings we took in August, a lot of them sold within a week or within five days or three days. And when you don't have properties on the market lasting very long, obviously the supply dries up pretty quick. Interesting. Now, one of the things that both of you have pointed to over the summer, and it's been a busy summer, busier in some sectors of the housing market than others, particularly, Dave, the uh, the uh, condominium townhouse, the strata properties, the more affordable properties typically are in very high demand and have been all summer long. 
Yeah, it's been like that really the entire year. That's really been the story for 2017 so far, and that is that folks need to have a roof over their head, but uh, you know, there's only so much they can afford. So what's really driving the market right now are the affordable segments, um, and that's you know, 350, 550, up to 750, maybe something like that. That's really what's accounting for a lot of the a lot of the volume that we're seeing currently, and that's really what's driving the market. John, one of the things that I noticed the other day in the paper was that there's a record number of approvals have been given to developers for future uh, housing developments, condos and strata properties and so on. But, uh, and that's good, except that they're several years away. So the dynamic really won't change until they come on stream. And by then, the population will likely have increased to the point where it remains pretty close to what it is right now. Well, I guess you can only do what you can do. And yes, there is a, an effort to address the housing shortage in some key areas, uh, you know, Vancouver, greater Vancouver areas, you know, the big area. So yes, a lot of new developments are slated. They will be coming on, uh, you know, in the future. And in the meanwhile, we'll have to deal with the, the product that we do have. But there is, an, uh, I, I think, a concentrated effort uh, to bring more affordable product onto the market to help ease, uh, you know, the tight market that we're in. Right. And single family homes, uh, and the demand for same, it, it may be not as high, Dave, or as intense as the uh, the condo properties, but you're dealing with generally a different set of buyers. But there's no shortage of demand for single family detached homes still, is there? Well, there's more selection now uh, than there was before in the past, uh, you know, going back to last year, even earlier this year, uh, single family detached properties were selling uh, fairly quickly over the last several, let's say three, four months or so. The market's kind of slowed down. There's more selection. A lot of buyers are taking their time a little bit more than they were. Um, A lot more uh, properties on the market means that actually uh, prices aren't really moving up as much as they were for detached properties. It's more of a balanced market for detached. And and if I could add to that, of course, the detached market is still quite strong. And it depends, again, on on the price range. If you start getting into areas uh, a little bit further east, Port Coquitlam, Pitt Meadows, Maple Ridge, Mission. I mean, Dave and I have had... uh, what in the last couple of weeks, Dave, three or four detached houses that have sold really within seven days. Mm, and, okay. you know, so if they're priced well and they're in that affordable range, we're talking six, seven, eight, nine hundred thousand dollar ranges here. In those areas, those detached segments of the market are, are still pretty hot. Yeah. And are people moving and looking? Because a lot of your work you do in the Tri Cities area, in Maple Ridge, in Mission, uh, looking, and are a lot of the people who are moving to those areas, Dave, are they moving from city addresses and moving? to a larger property, a bigger home, perhaps with a family now, realities in their their life circumstances changing, so they're willing to drive a little extra for a little more room. I think that's always been the the way it uh, has been when looking at folks moving out a little further into the suburbs. Folks move out often for economic reasons, right? Because they want to be able to afford a little bit more. Yeah. Um, you know, have a little bit bigger space, a bigger backyard, that kind of thing. Things that, you know, uh, city living sometimes doesn't afford. That all said, you know, Maple Ridge is actually a pretty nice little city. Oh, no question yes. about it. And also the, uh, the fact that they've removed the tolls uh, provides a little more incentive for people to reconsider living south of the Fraser now, doesn't it? Absolutely. I just had clients from Surrey 
Uh, congratulations, June and Stephen uh, moved from uh, Surrey into Maple Ridge, and that was a big part of it. The, the tolls were coming off the bridge. It was no longer impractical for them to think about traveling back and forth to work, and they were able to find something in a community that was maybe a little more to their liking. Right. Well, you know, it, it says uh, the, the, the thinking is that the typical family, not a commercial vehicle, but a tip, typical family who uses either one of those toll bridges on an annual basis is now going to save about $1,400. Well, that's a mortgage payment in a lot of families, so that does make a difference, Dave. It, it does make a difference. And, you know, while we're on the topic of savings, right, um, maybe it's not a bad idea to let folks know what we do at 1% Realty. Um, and uh, that is we do all the same types of things that uh, folks would expect to get at so many other brokerages. The difference is that we just simply uh, save uh, save the money compared to what they may spend in many other places. And you know, you know, Dave makes an excellent point. It's funny, Dave and I, of course, we're we're working together, uh, you know, day after day, week after week, and we have our meetings and discussions. And you know, we 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 know people need to save money. This is a consumer show. People want to get good value, and we we know people who will avoid uh, certain bridges to avoid the oh, tolls. Yes. And you're looking at one right here. Well, maybe take another <laughs> hour out of your day That's, to save I, a few I've dollars. I've known to do that, John. Yes. And, and when, what Dave and I do, I mean, the reason we're on the radio here is to let people know that at one percent realty and save with John and Dave dot com. Go to our website, Dave and I specialize in selling homes, listing and selling properties in Greater Vancouver and the Fraser Valley, doing the full job. We're two experienced agents and charging people significantly less than they may have been used to in what they call the traditional business model in real estate. So right. rather than maybe taking an extra hour to your day to save five or six bucks to, you know, or in the past on the tolls, you might consider, Dave and I, if you're thinking of selling your home, we can tell you examples recently. I mean, for instance, here's another nice success story. Uh, I was dealing with Rick and Tara out in Mission, and they had a house in that mid-sevens range, and within five or six days, we had an offer. It became firm very recently, so it sold very quickly. And they talked to other agents that were quoting, you know, 7% of the first $100,000 of commission and 2.5% of the balance. Now, commissions can vary, but this is That's something that you do see typical. out there quite yeah. typically. Yeah. And I mean, their savings in that price range was somewhere in the neighborhood of $15,000. Their house was sold, they're happy, it's done. And they got $15,000 more in their pocket than they might have had they worked with one of our competitors. Did so, they get what they were asking for their house? Well, we got more than the list price wow. and, and they were happy. Okay. Yes. Well, th- so they get more than what they were hoping to get and they get big savings on commissions that they didn't have to spend. So there's a double whammy win for that pair. right? Exactly. And so we just want people to know that if you're thinking of selling your home, you can have good agents represent you and get good results without putting... Uh, what you might call a really big commission on a property. Dave, give us a little 1% real estate story background. It is a British Columbia company founded in the 90s, and now it's a national company, correct? Yeah, that's right. Actually, uh, Ian Bailey was the founder of the company based out of Vancouver. He started in 1999, and uh, since then it's grown to several hundred uh, realtors right across uh, the country in several provinces, uh, BC based though, and so we've got lots of agents through you know Vancouver and uh, the Lower Mainland and Fraser Valley and so on. John and I, we've been working together now for the last uh, f- six, seven years, something like that, mm-hmm. and uh, definitely we service uh, actually a very large portion of the Lower Mainland ourselves. Um, bottom line though is you know if someone's out there and they're considering selling their property anytime you know in the next short while um, before. Uh, you know, they go ahead and list with another brokerage charging, say, 7% on the first 100, 25 on the balance, which is really common. Right. There's no set rate. Before they do that, 
um, you know, what, we're, what we'd suggest is that they give us a call, um, have us out there to give an evaluation, answer any questions that they have. Generally speaking, the vast majority of folks who call us out go ahead and list with us because they see that we do all the same types of things that they're going to get elsewhere. We just do it at, a, at a, a significant savings compared to what is common. Now, there's a grid on the website, which is savewithjohnanddave.com, by the way, and uh, we'll tell you more about all of those comparisons and the, the values that you can literally keep for yourself. We need to take a quick break. We'll be back after the news with lots more of the 1% Realty Story here on Vancouver Consumer. Welcome back to Vancouver Consumer this soggy Saturday afternoon. I'm Sterling Fox, joined in studio by John Carlson and Dave Mater from 1% Realty. And, of course, you can find them online at savewithjohnanddave.com. And on that website, gentlemen, there is a comparison grid that really does sort of, it, it, it's the whole 1% Realty business model in one graph. And it's quite quite startling in that you talk about now let's take let's use a a a real example here and john you've got all sorts of recent deals that you have just done and so you can talk about specific rates but let me just use a very typical vancouver house price a million dollars you know years ago that would have been fantasy land today it's pretty normal so one percent realty commission charged on a house sale of one million dollars would be ten thousand nine hundred and fifty dollars all of the other brokerages using the typically accepted uh, seven and two and a half model would charge you for the same price, same deal, 29500 If you do the 1% realty route, you're going to pocket an additional $18,500. And as it says on the website, you may have paid those rates in the past as well, but why pay more than you have to? And that's a pretty realistic common sense question to ask, John. It is. And it's not just a graph. I mean, we this plays out every day, every week in, you know, the business lives of, of Dave and I. I mean, you mentioned that we'd had a pretty busy August, and we have. And just looking at my list here, I, I mean, real-life examples. Uh, Kevin, about two weeks ago, called. He has a house in Mission. Real nice house. Kevin's a landscaper. He did the best job in oh. landscaping I have seen in this price range in a long time. And that's really what sold this house. But we positioned it properly. We got multiple offers. Kevin's thrilled. Uh, and, uh, you know, the commission that we charged was sixty nine fifty. He was just up to the $600,000 range. Oh, okay. And other agency talked to, I think the savings was probably around uh, nine or ten or $1,000. I'm using round numbers here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, there's one example. Or Jacqueline, who called me. I've worked with her in the past. Had a, a, a townhouse out in Langley. Same thing. F- mid-400 range. sixty nine fifty commission. There's a lot of savings. I could go on and on. Uh, clients who have saved five, ten. $15,000 with us compared to what some of the other agents have quoted them in commissions, right. have got their properties sold quickly, have been satisfied, and that money's now in their pocket, not somebody else's. Dave, I'm, I'm sure that when, when people call you up, and the number of friends is 604-265-8280. Again, that's 604-265-8280. When people call you up after hearing you two on the radio and deciding for themselves that these fellows like they're, sound like they're pretty decent uh, fellows to do business with, and so I got a few questions, and I'm sure a lot of people want to know. Since I'm going to, uh, uh, you're going to be charging less and receiving less in commission fees. Somewhere along the line, you've got to be doing less for me. That's the way these number balance things work out, at least in my head. That must happen on the phone to you a lot. Well, you know, the good news, I think, when, when folks 
call us, uh, they're open enough to actually hear us out, which is fantastic, right? And so when we come out there and we explain exactly what we do, by and large, everybody's actually quite pleased and they go on and list with us because what they see is that we do all the same types of things that they would actually expect to get at pretty much any other brokerage that's going to charge them two or three times more. Right. Right. So, uh, you know, specifically, what do we do? Well, um, the better question is what don't we do, I think. Um, you know, full MLS, realtor.ca, these are the really most important places to be advertised. Uh, lots and lots of other websites where participants in something called MLS reciprocity. Uh, we have a professional photographer. They do full photo shoots, mm-hmm. virtual tours, even dollhouse tours, which is the latest and greatest technology to advertise uh, clients' listings. Um, we can do newsprint. Uh, we do that on occasion. We do. We can do flyers and mailouts. Mm-hmm. We do feature sheets, full color uh, magazine quality brochures, all contract negotiation, all documentation, open houses. Everything from beginning to end, uh, from when we actually market the property, sit down with you, negotiate an offer, get subjects off, send the deal off to your lawyer or notary, um, and coordinate uh, handing over the keys to the buyers on possession. Everything is included the same way that you would expect pretty much anywhere else. The difference is just that you're going to probably have more money in your jeans at the end of the day. Mm. That's it. No stone is left unturned. And I think one other difference, if, if you don't mind me saying, is that partly because Dave and I offer great value. That's part of the reason we're so busy. Uh, but it's also because we know our business and we've got over 30 years experience combined. So I think another thing that you get with us is you get agents who are doing a lot of recent business and an agent that's hot on the market and who does a lot of recent business is going to be in a better position, I think, to defend a seller's price or terms when the offer comes in. So Dave and I are really good proven negotiators as well. So when people say, gee, what am I not getting? I'm paying less. What am I not getting? You know, not to have a chip on my shoulder, but I let people know, do you know what you are getting? You're getting two of the top selling agents in Greater Vancouver and probably the best deal that you can get as a home seller in Greater Vancouver, the Fraser Valley. Well, you two, between you have sold well over a thousand homes and you've had a terrific summer. So this is this is important, Dave, because I, it tells people who are interested in perhaps listing their homes that here we have some busy active agents, very, very much in touch on a day-to-day basis with market conditions who really are able to roll with the punches. Sure. Uh, bottom line is the more experience that you have, the better you're able to handle any you know situation that comes up. I, we've seen a lot. I'm not sure if we've seen it all, but we certainly have seen a lot. Um, you know, uh, I think John and I, this past August, I'm not sure how many we sold. We sold an awful lot of properties. Um, you know, just to say thank you to a couple of clients. Um, we had a listing out in Mission. It was a townhouse. Um, uh, Betty called us out. She was a past client. Um, listed in the high 300 range. We had multiple offers come out and uh, went for over list price. The seller saved oh, between seven and $8,000 in commissions. Uh, we had another referral. Uh, the happy part about that, sorry to interrupt, yeah, the happy sure. part that, because it's, it's like the example John gave a yep. few minutes ago. Not only do they save a stack of dough on commissions, they got more than what they were hoping to get in the first place. Sure. And, you know, it's in this instance, actually, this particular complex that we sold this property, and I think it was actually the highest sale price that anybody had ever gotten for that type of property with that square footage um, ever. And uh, my seller, our seller, uh, paid about half the commission that she otherwise may have paid had she listed with another broker charging you know more traditional rates. So she got the best price and she paid uh, the least amount of commission. And so I guess that's probably a good news story all the way around. It but, certainly is. And the thing is, it's not an uncommon story with John and I. We this is what we do on a daily basis. This is like John said, it's not just a chart, a savings chart that we have on our on our website. This is just the reality. This is what we do uh, every day. 
And being busy is the key, isn't it, John? Just staying as active as you are. And, and both of you, it was, it was kind of amusing for us at this end. When you were away, Dave was swamped. And when Dave was away, you were equally swamped. And watching the two of you cover off for the other fellow uh, while you took your respective vacation was interesting because you, you were going flat out, both of you, uh, during your, your solo periods. And that's an indication of how busy the office is. Yeah, absolutely. And we're dedicated. You know, when one of us goes away, the other one steps in and that's uh, a good partnership so yeah and we're busy and just since we're mentioning uh scenarios uh anna and gino this was kind of interesting really great couple that i met a uh, house in maple ridge detached you know in the in the mid nines range nine hundred thousand nine fifty range okay and uh without saying too much i know they did talk to other agents i know they did get commission quotes I, they got evaluations um uh, meeting with them, they told me, gee, John, your evaluation was about $40,000 higher than the other guys. And I thought, oh, gee, did I, did I make any mistake here? But mm-hmm. no, I felt we were pretty comfortable. Within a week, you know, open house, offer, the place is sold within a week. $950,000 at 1% commission plus the nine fifty, and we did a 3D tour and that sort of thing. I mean, the savings, I'd have to get out a calculator, but it's got to be fifteen, sixteen thousand dollars $16,000. And mm-hmm. that's, that's for a one-week process. Their house is sold. They're happy. Now they're going to be looking for another property. Uh, and so these are just real-life stories that Dave and I uh, take part in. We're grateful to all the people who give us a call and give us a chance to work for them. We work for our clients' best interests. And at the end of the day, our goal is to get them as much money as we can and save the money in the process while having it handled smoothly and making them happy. That's right. And the number to call, by the way, friends, is 604-265-8280. And all those savings potential, all the details clearly charted out for you in black and white at savewithjohnanddave.com, a very comprehensive website that uh, offers a lot of explanation about the 1% uh, business model. Uh, John, you talked a moment ago about evaluations. You said for this client, you came in a little higher than perhaps some of your competitors had brought in. Eventually, you turned out to be quite right. It was the price that the market could bear at the time. If, and you mentioned this earlier as well, it gets busier in the fall. And if people have been sitting now over the summer months going, you know, we're probably going to go this fall. We're going to get that sign and we're going to get it done. Uh, But they haven't had an evaluation for a while. How recent an evaluation can you rely on to still think you're comfortably where you should be in the marketplace? Well, I I would say at least every month, if I look at the uh, Real Estate Board of Greater Vancouver statistics, I will look at one month, three months, six months of changes in certain categories. And depending uh, on whether it's an apartment category or a a detached house, we're looking at uh, three month changes in some segments, 6%. So or more. So if you had a house that was worth a, a certain amount three months ago and you're thinking of selling, maybe it went up 6%, maybe it went up 10%, uh-huh. maybe it went up 2%, depending. But the point is that the market is always changing, it's evolving, and uh, you definitely should get an updated evaluation. And, and that's only part of it. Also, maybe interview some agents to see if you can find someone you feel comfortable with and you think will do a good job for you. Right, and because- Dave and I are open to that. Well, exactly. And you understand that, Dave, that, you know, just because you show up somewhere doesn't mean that you're automatically going to get the listing. It means you're going to to be interviewed by someone who's anxious to sell their house and looking for the right chemistry of people to get the job done properly. Yeah, that's right. Um, I mean, 
I, if I was not an agent, I was looking to sell my own property, I would probably have a few different agents in myself sure. just to get uh, you know a feel for what's going on and hear different opinions and different viewpoints and also different business models. One of the reasons that I joined 1% Realty, because you know, I got my license about 12 years ago or so, one of the reasons I joined 1% Realty is because uh, what we're able to do at the company is we're able to provide all the same types of services um, that folks can get from other places, but we're able to do it at a much more, what I think is to be a reasonable rate. And that's why I think when most people have us out and we give their evaluation and answer qu- any questions that they might have, while they're free to choose anybody they like, the large majority of the time they choose us and they go on and refer us out and we have all sorts of happy clients afterwards because most folks, especially in this day and age where people are looking for value every day, they see the value in what we do. Right, and John, it's just that simple. It's you get you got to get down to a bottom line sooner or later, and real estate's an expensive game to play in. And the bottom line and the difference in commission structures is significant. It's a noticeable, rather remarkable bottom line in the one percent model. That's right, and I think that's why one of the company taglines is "It's your money, keep more of it." Right, right, exactly. So uh, savewithjohnanddave.com, by the way, is the website. The phone number again, 604-265-8280. And I can't let you go. Between the two of you, one of you is bound to have an open house going on tomorrow afternoon. And Dave, he's grabbing his notes. So Dave, where are you going to be tomorrow afternoon? Well, actually, uh, what we have today is to announce a, a brand new listing that we just took. It's not going to be on open house tomorrow. Uh, in fact, uh, it's not even going to hit the market until early this week. So this is a scoop, friends. It's a scoop. Uh, the paperwork's done, but it's not even on MLS. But I can give you the address. Sure. Uh, 9041 Vickery Street in Mission. A fantastic a uh, custom home on about 2.6 acres in Mission. If you want privacy, this is about as private as I have ever seen. Uh, 4,700 square feet, custom, lots of natural wood grains, and uh, even, actually, uh, an enclosed pool uh, in the uh, basement level. Unbelievable, actually. Really, really cool property. Uh, we just listed it for $1.15 million. Uh, we're going to be showing it this week. Okay. So, so if anybody's interested, feel free to give us a call. And when would the pictures be up of this uh, lovely little private property at savewithjohnanddave.com? Probably uh, in the next two or three days? Yeah, in the next few days. Excellent sure. stuff. And John? Oh, did, another quick scoop. Hot okay. off the press. All right, we're good. Three-bedroom, two-bath rancher in Pitt Meadows. This is a pretty hot commodity. It's about 1,380 square feet, I think. List price, seven twenty nine nine. The address is 12163 Blakely. The listing's taken. It'll be processed Monday. Photos Monday. Give us a call or go to our website. That's going to be another hot one. Okay. The number again, friends, 604-265-8280. And if you didn't get a chance to note it or write it down, it's at savewithjohnanddave.com. Guys, we're fresh out of time. Uh, I thank you for yours again. Uh, and it's been, it's been an awfully, awfully busy month of August. I can only wish you continued success and hope that September turns out to be just as active. Yeah, thanks, Sterling. Thank you, Sterling. We're back after the break. And once again, our thanks to John Carlson and Dave Mader from 1% Realty for another informative visit. Next week, the folks from BC Perio will join us after their summer off. It's time now for the Steel Report. And today, Linda looks at Amazon's takeover of Whole Foods. I'm Linda Steele, and this is the Steele Report. The Amazon takeover of Whole Foods might be helping more than your wallet. The company says it's working on introducing a home delivery service for fresh Whole Foods goods, and it plans to test that project right here in Vancouver and Toronto. Marvin Ryder from the DeGroote School of Business says this could change the grocery market. 
So to see the Amazon Fresh concept being tested in Vancouver and Toronto, yes, it would give me pause if I'm, if I'm Loblaws, if I'm Metro, if I'm uh, Sobe Safeway, I will certainly be watching with interest. Meanwhile, Sylvain Charlebois from Dalhousie University says this delivery model should appeal to both millennials and baby boomers. I'm not only looking for good prices, but they're looking mostly for convenience. The, the boomers, well, they're getting older. They may not feel keen in getting out and get the groceries, especially during the winter time. That fresh home delivery service could be in place within the next few months. And even if you don't use it, you could see prices on groceries decrease in other supermarkets as they try to keep up with Amazon. I'm Linda Steele, and that's your Steele Report. Thanks, Linda. Steel and Drex, weekdays 2 to 6 on News Talk 980 CKNW. A couple more consumer quickies before we go. Jaguar has announced plans to electrify all of its cars by 2020. The British automaker is set to introduce its first electric vehicle, the I-PACE, next year and says that all of the models that follow it will be either battery-powered or hybrid. The latter includes mild hybrids, however, which could turn out to be as simple as an advancement of the stop-start technology many of its cars already have. Regardless of what the makeup of Jaguar's future fleet is, the shift to more electric power is dramatic for a brand best known in recent years for its raucous supercharged V8 or bigger engines. Interestingly, Jaguar's former Ford-owned relatives, Volvo and Aston Martin, have also committed to electrified lineups by 2019 and 2025, respectively. Well, it's that time of year again. Starbucks is kicking off pumpkin spice latte season by raising its prices for some U.S. customers. Starting today, certain Starbucks locations will be charging more on some menu items. Some sizes of coffee will increase from a dime to 20 cents. Mochas and lattes will cost 10 to 30 cents more. Cookies up by about 30 cents. Uh, bacon, Gouda, breakfast sandwiches, and others in that category now ranging from three forty-five to almost $5. The company expects that the average customer's ticket will increase by about 5%, make that 0.5% as a result of the pricing adjustment. This is the fourth year in a row that Starbucks has raised its prices on coffee and snacks around about this time. Last year, the increase came a little earlier due to a computer glitch. No word on any Canadian price hikes yet either. You'd think they would have been better prepared. But the folks at McEwen University in Edmonton say they've been defrauded of $11.8 million in a so-called phishing attack. The university says workers were fooled by a series of fake emails asking them to change electronic banking information for one of the university's major suppliers. The change resulted in the transfer of nearly 12 million bucks into a bank account staff thought belonged to that supplier, but found out later they'd been scammed. A university spokesman in Edmondson says most of the funds have been traced to accounts in Canada and or Hong Kong. The university has conducted an interim audit of business processes and controls were put in place to prevent further incidents. The university's computer systems have not been compromised, but a preliminary assessment has determined that controls around the process of changing vendor banking information were inadequate, and a number of opportunities to identify the fraud 
were also missed. There's never a good time for something like this to happen, but as students come back to start the new academic year, we want to assure them and the community that the university's IT systems were not compromised during this scamming incident. Even though we're out 12 million bucks, said the university in a news release, this is McEwen University in Edmonton, don't forget, personal and financial information and all transactions made with the university are secure. That would refer to tuition, among other issues. We also want to emphasize that we're working to ensure this incident will not impact academic or further business operations in any way. And they've informed the ministry, uh, the Alberta Auditor General, and of course the police have been involved in this since the scam was uncovered a short while ago. And that is our program for today. We hope you're able to join us next Saturday afternoon, two, afternoon rather, at 2 o'clock for another edition of Vancouver Consumer. This show is produced by Ben Dooley. Matt Hyland is at the controls. I'm Sterling Fox, hoping to see you next Saturday right here on Vancouver Consumer on News Talk 980 CKNW. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.